When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Grind Season. This is Anthony Sane, one of your co-hosts of the Grind Season podcast, along with my good friend, Jason Smith, the co-host of the Jason and John Show, which you can hear every day. Monday through Friday on 92.9 ESPN and Odyssey stations. Jason Smith, what to do, my brother? My man, I got the uh, I got the club background. So man, I'm, feeling, we, I'm, feeling, man. I'm feeling a little more up to date now. Yeah, man, we uh we up, make a little 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 minor upgrades to the show. Uh, we got our backgrounds back here. Y'all wait till we get this green screen going. It's sure enough gonna be cold in a minute. But uh, we welcome you guys for tuning in. Jason Smith, I had another person that uh, gave me a direct phone call saying how much he enjoys our YouTube show um yeah man like we, we appreciate you guys for tuning in numbers constantly increasing shout out to odyssey uh sports the youtube page for uh providing a place for us to put our show on youtube but thank you guys for checking it out continue listening to the streaming podcast as well on odyssey or wherever you guys listen to podcasts uh nice show lined up today the grizzlies of course have played two games since the last time we talked they split uh, with a win against Orlando Magic and a loss to Los Angeles Clippers last night um, at home. We'll talk about that today. Uh, then we'll talk about uh, Brian Winhurst says that teams are basically targeting matchups with our Memphis Grizzlies, Jason Smith. Teams like the Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, the Sacramento Kings. And they said that people like LeBron James and the Golden State Warriors said they smell weakness. We'll see what they smell, and we'll talk about that today. And we'll wrap the show up talking about Dylan Brooks. Uh, Dylan Brooks made some comments after the game that we're going to dissect. I actually heard you talking about this exact uh, subject. I think it was on your show today, on the Jason and John show. Might be mistaken. I think I heard you talking about it today. We'll definitely chop uh, that up today on grind season. Um, But as promised, uh, like we said in the beginning of the show, we will talk about the uh, two games since the last time we met. And that was first. the first game was a close win a little bit too close to comfort against the Orlando Magic. Uh, the Grizzlies led by uh, as many as 20-odd points in the third quarter, um, if I'm not mistaken. They made a uh, – no, the fourth quarter they had a – no, third quarter they had a big lead against Orlando, allowed Orlando to get back into the game, made a little bit too close for comfort, and then um, ended up pulling the game out away in the fourth quarter against the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic are a strange team, a ton of young talent, uh, uh, kind of an odds and ends kind of disjointed team, a lot of combo guards in that team, no true point guard on that roster, um, that young Orlando team. They've got like – they've got small combo guards and then a bunch of versatile, switchable small forwards. The Magners. And like, that's it. You know what I mean? (laughs) They're like, that's it. Uh, But they start off the year pretty decent this year. A lot of people saying they'd be better. Then they just kind of fell back into doing what the Orlando Magic do. 
I think the Orlando team, because if you go back to Ja Morant and uh, Cole Anthony's rookie year, when, you know, that was the year Cole Anthony was like projected to be one of the top point guards in that class, mm-hmm. especially when he was in college. You know what I mean? Cole Anthony had a lot of hype in college. Ja Morant didn't have as much buzz in college, not going into his sophomore year, of course, but of course, as the year went on, he got that buzz. But when they got in the league, John Morant just leaked Cole Anthony. You know what I mean? Uh, and there was a game where Cole Anthony hit um, a late game dagger to put the game away against the Grizzlies. Yep. And I want to say it's the same game that was the last game before uh, the shutdown, before the pandemic shut everything down. If I'm not mistaken, it was the same game. But um, it seems like ever since then, there's just like a lot, little chippiness between the Grizzlies and, and the Magic. I remember there was a clip came out where we blew the Magic out. And John Morant made a statement, uh, and, and it was a sound clip, sound bite where John Morant said, "Was that a game or a practice?" And someone, and then John came back. And, I think John came back, or someone else came back and said, "No, nah, John was referring to uh, Murray State in the NCAA tournament, and not the Grizzlies game." And people were like, "Nah, man, you were talking about Orlando." And it just seems like Orlando really gives up for us. Like they really, like even that preseason game. Remember, Orlando really came at us hard uh, during a preseason game. So it seems like there's a lot of energy, maybe some resentment towards of a guy like Cole Anthony towards John Moran, who does a lot of talking on the court. But it's always a fun matchup. Those guys always come at us. Did you have any worries about that game being closer than uh, closer than expected with the Grizzlies kind of blowing the lead? In that Not game? really. We, we had some coming into that one. I think the it was a six-and-a-half or seven-point line going in. I thought uh, it actually it was a little bit dangerous going in that game with their holding out. Uh, obviously, John Morant in that one. And you're saying, listen, this this Orlando team's won three in a row. Uh, just coming off a game against the Nets where they had eight dudes in double figures. And I, and I realize you're right. It's a lot of you know a lot of guards, the Wagner's, like we talked about, Wendell Carter. But it's all mm-hmm. capable dudes. And and you're right. When they play Memphis, they you know they see themselves in the sense that just like Memphis, they're one of the youngest teams in the league. But that's what they want to be. Um, listen, mm-hmm. the pieces don't fit yet. There's a lot a lot of young talent there. They're gonna have to. Uh, at some point, I would think move off Anthony because it what it's been is a sort of uh they've had a a law jam at point guard. I mean, you had uh you had you got you drafted Suggs, you know, after you had Cole Anthony, you got Markel Fultz in there. At one point, RJ Hampton, who initially was thought of as okay, maybe he can be a six five point guard, was in the mix. And I don't think that's helped Cole Anthony's yeah. development. So if there was something, you know, if there's more there, I don't think Orlando's done a good job of sort of uh setting the pathway for him. Uh, all that said, in terms of the victory itself, uh, look, you you took care of business in that fourth quarter, uh, put them at bay when you needed to. Desmond Bain, what, 8 of 10 from the free throw line there down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And in the end, you just want to handle business. I don't care what it looks like, but particularly in a game where you're resting, you know, Ja Morant on the first mm-hmm. night of a, you know, of a back-to-back. As you mentioned, the Grizzlies did uh, rest Ja Morant in that game, still pulled out the win. Yep. Um, last night uh, in the back-to-back game, the Grizzlies – did not rest John Morant, but it seemed like they rested everyone else with the pulse. <laughs> John Morant did play last night. Desmond Bain was out. Jaron Jackson Jr. was out. Of course, you're down. Brandon Clark already you're out. Steven Adams. John Conchar didn't play last night. Um, you had basically John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Santi Aldama, and um, Luke Kennard in the Luke starting Kennard lineup. In your starting lineup, along with Xavier Tillman. And everyone on the bench was guys that are from your G League. Your entire – everyone, the last four guys that were available, the only four guys available on your bench were your reserves from the G League. Grizzlies were down for most of this game. Got the lead doing a couple times in the third and the fourth quarter, but were not able to hold off the Clippers. 
uh, Russell Westbrook went crazy. I think he was perfect from three, as well as uh, uh, Covington, who also was perfect from three. Those guys were 12 for 12 from three combined, Robert Covington and uh, and Russell Westbrook. And also the kid um, the kid they got from Denver, the combo guard. Uh, uh, Bones, Bones Highland. Highland. Yeah, Bones Highland had a good game as well. Just a strange game. Uh, the Clippers ended up winning by nine. Um, a lot of people in, in Grizz Nation are kind of going wild about this game. And, you know, it's, it's just weird energy towards Ja lately. And it's like we've seen the national media try to punish Ja for coming back soon. Seems like some of the lo- local Grizzlies fans are doing the same thing. Like they're like being like saying that Ja's not playing well and he's, you know, playing for himself. And I think it's just a lot of much to do about nothing. Um, but outside of the, of the final score of the game, outside of the Grizzlies losing, something I would do want to throw out to you, we both know that it was a back-to-back game. And I'm sure the Grizzlies' plan was we're going to blow out Orlando and we're going to put this game away early. We're going to rest our guys. We'll have an easy game. We'll come back and we'll play the Clippers, whatever. That didn't work out. You end up resting guys for the second night of a back-to-back, which I understand. And then you staggered and you played a job by himself. This is my thought on this, and I'll throw this out before we wrap this segment up. <clears throat> my only concern is you've only had Jai back for a handful of games. There's only a handful of games left in the season. You still need time to kind of see what you are going into the playoffs. I understand back-to-back. I understand all those things. You got three games and I think five, four nights or something like that. I, I get it. I totally understand it. You got you got the Clippers back in here again Friday. My only problem, Jason Smith, is that you don't you don't have that continuity. You don't have that chemistry really rolling with John Moran in your starting lineup with Desmond Bain cooking with Jaron Jackson scoring. I really wish they would have sacrificed some of the energy and being fresh and all the, and protecting guys and load management and all that. I wish they had just played. I wish they would just play these games out in full strength as a warm up for the playoffs. Going to the playoffs warm, not concerned about anything, not concerned about chemistry, cooking, killing everybody. Plus, you also could have got this Clippers team who was out who was without Paul George for the rest of the season. You could have pushed them out. You could have just helped push them down in the standings, possibly, to put them in that seven, eight play in game as a team you might want to get in the first round, even with Kawhi Leonard. I think that Clippers team is a very beatable team in the first round. But instead, you just kind of threw out a whatever lineup. And it's like, what, what was the point of even playing Ja at that point? Because it's like, what are you throwing him out there to do? He's out there with guys he's not going to play with in a regular situation. He could get hurt. He could be out there trying to do too much. I just didn't understand the logic of, of, of resting guys you know, this close before you get to the playoffs, knowing all the things you've had to go through chemistry-wise over the last few over the last month or so. Well, to your point, I think that's why we've seen the Grizz injury report for uh, for this next Clippers game, and it's got everybody available in terms of the Jaron Jacksons and everything. Everybody trying to get a as much of a dress rehearsal as you can because time is short, saying you're absolutely yeah. right. There's six games left, and 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 you made a great point. Like Ja in that game is not doing anything necessarily that's going to be you know what you want to see. Of course, to your point, it's it's we know Ja can get downhill, saying mm-hmm. at any time he wants to. And there was a, a ton of that last night. Is it's him and Dylan sort of trying to beat the Rockets and and the role players. But my point is, I want to see more of him and Jaron in that two man game. Right. More of him getting into Jaron as a number one option, like you said. And so, what's the point of having him out there um, if you're not, you know, if you're not going to have something you can see in terms of trying to get this team? on the same page going into the playoffs. So I'm with I'm with you completely. Uh I wondered this. I almost I wonder if it's a uh, 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 you know paralysis by analysis over analysis mm-hmm. in this case. But it looked like to me and I realized Kawhi Leonard was out for personal reasons, wasn't with the team 
Ty Lue did say, though, it's going to be a one-game absence. But if I'm the Clippers, I didn't want to win that game in the first place because there's no part of me that wants Phoenix in the first round as the 4-5, as the 4-5. And so I'm not accusing them of sitting Kawhi and that those weren't personal reasons. But when you march out there, 34-year-old Russell Westbrook saying – Covington, who has not been in the rotation of late, out there, one of your main guys. I go back to your point. There was an opportunity to get that game yesterday and not go along with what I what I consider their plan of being fine with losing that one. And again, because you've got, you know, and John Morant, the best player on the floor. So I thought it was a missed opportunity. I'm 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 not as concerned about about you know them getting everybody together right now because I think it's coming next game. You don't have any more time, say. So your right. concern is valid, and I think it's about to get – we're about to see the answer come Friday. You don't have much more time. You want to see it against a more veteran team like the Clippers who, oh, by the way, you've lost the first two of the of the three-game series with them. Mm-hmm. So I'm with you. It felt like a little bit of a waste of time, and John Moran is expending all of this energy, you know, trying to get them close at the end when, you know, for a for, for, uh, uh, fact was if he'd had just a little bit more help out there, maybe you're not resting all of them. Maybe it's not Tyus mm-hmm. – Bain and uh, Jaron Jackson. If you'd had a little more, you're winning that game. So, yeah. um, oh man, I thought it was missed opportunity. And not to mention, you know, Sacramento in the meantime cuts the lead from three uh, down to two for the two spot. And so it didn't it didn't help you there either, considering uh, the fact that you've been so good at home and now Sacramento's you know a little bit closer to your tail than they have been. Right. The right. Grizzlies right now are uh, two games ahead of Sacramento in second place. The Grizzlies have I think six games left to go. Um, Correct. Yep. Yeah, you got six games oh. up to go. Yep. I'll run through those now for those of you who care or might not have access to the internet or the Grizzly schedule. <laughs> uh, you got the Clippers at home on Friday, uh, then the Bulls on the road Sunday. You got Portland at home Tuesday. Then you're back on the road to take on New Orleans. You wrap up the season with the Bucks next Friday and next Sunday. Um, you're on the road against Oklahoma City. A game that could be crucial, a game that could decide, you know, who plays who, who's going to be in the play-in, who's not in the play-in. Uh, Oklahoma City, of course, um, is they're, they're, they're leading the Dallas Mavericks. And I want to say they have a tiebreaker against them. Uh, poor Dallas. You make this trade to go get Kyrie Irving, and uh, it just don't work out for you. We said it's ain't backfire now and later on you. That's yeah, me and you both agree that's not going to play out well for Dallas. And I don't think it's I don't I don't like people knocking Kyrie Irving about it because it's not, it's not about Kyrie fault. Irving himself. Oh, it's not it was his fault. Yeah, it was getting rid of all your role players to get him, and he's right. he's a guy that you you got a guy beside Luca who can't defend. It's like a little Luca out there. You know, you got one of the most dynamic ball handler score, scores in the modern era. And Kyrie yep. Irving, he just doesn't match up defensively with Luka Doncic being your other guard that's on the ball. And plus they've had injuries and it's just not working out. But I hate Dallas, so I hope that their season ends in six games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, something else that is definitely going on uh, is the Brian Winhurst comments. They came out about LeBron James, the Golden State Warriors type teams, things he's heard, and heard dry snitching on these guys. We'll talk about that. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But before we do, we thank you guys for listening to Grind Season. Uh, remember to subscribe to us. Follow us on uh, the Audit- free Odyssey app or wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Follow Odyssey Sports on YouTube. Um, if you're looking at this video, subscribe, share the video, put it on Facebook, put it on YouTube, put it—I mean, not on YouTube, put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, put it on Instagram, whatever you need to do to get us out. We appreciate you guys. As we go into the second segment, like we said, Brian Winhurst put out some statements, dry snitching on some of the OG teams in the league, the uh, the Clippers of the world, the Lakers of the world, the Warriors of the world, saying Jason Smith they smell something at the top of the Western Conference and his weakness. Said that LeBron James basically was like, man, my foot will be okay. I'm coming back early because I smell weakness at the top. I rolled my eyes when I saw these comments coming out from Brian Winhurst. There is an element of truth in what he's saying. I understand why these old teams feel that way, older teams feel that way. But there's also a reason why those teams are where they are, man. (laughs) It's not like these teams have been playing possum all year and they're good teams. I've seen these teams lose to any and everybody the entire year. I saw the Grizzlies run over Golden State, and Draymond Green was talking about, oh, I, oh, I have to make myself get out of bed for regular season games. Man, whatever. You guys are not that good this year. Los Angeles Clippers, you guys are not that good. Lakers, you guys got a lot better at the deadline. You're not that good. And you're not just going to come out and just beat in one of these teams at the top. I, I myself question the Denver Nuggets sometimes. I question the Sacramento Kings. I question the Memphis Grizzlies. But here I am pulling for I hope all three of those teams get out in the first round. And this old this old guard in the NBA moves on, man. And it's like you, you get these national media members that are like salivating over all these old-ass teams that are clearly hanging, hanging on to, to just old stuff and not want to give props to these teams that have been the best teams in the, in the NBA the entire season. I, I don't get it. I'm sure you probably see this some way, somewhat the same way I do, Jason Smith. So what are your thoughts on Brian Winter's comments and the, the particular teams in particular that are saying these things? Well, I mean, he's he's as usual looking through it, looking at it through a LeBron's lens, like you mentioned. I know they're not all necessarily on the same terms they were, you know, when LeBron was back in Cleveland and Winter started his career covering him. But um, I do think he's looking at it from the sense of, you know, LeBron's established title contender and – you know, in this sense, I do think in saying weakness, I think he's, you know, we're saying inexperience is what we're really saying. Because if you're talking about, you know, I know the numbers are down in the West. I know there's no real super teams or dominant team, but the West has got two of the top four teams with the shortest odds to win the title in the in the nugget in the Nuggets and the Suns. Actually, the Suns now have the third shortest odds. They've moved ahead of the Nuggets. It's over at FanDuel. Yes, the Bucks and Celtics look like they're maybe, you know, a, a tier above the Nuggets, the Suns, the Grizzlies, Golden State. But two of the four best odds are two teams from the West. Past Philly, you've got Golden State right there, Grizzlies, then the Clippers. So it's five of the top eight teams with the shortest odds to win the NBA Finals are from the West. 
So you can't right. call it. You can't call the West weak. Is it inexperienced? Does it lack a dominant team? Does it lack the the championships won of a LeBron James that kind of thing? Absolutely, but it's not a weak West. So I think he, you know, in, in trying to make that 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 take it and try to make that case, I think he, you know, in the way that he worded it, um, you know, the 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 point was lost. Um, sure, maybe LeBron looks at it and says, "Listen, I can uh, uh, let me end up getting up to the six, take out the Kings who don't have an experience, experience, and then." If you are uh, the team that uh, that that knocks out the Kings, you got a good chance you're going to face a Grizzlies team that's never been to a with this version, never been to a West Conference Finals. So again, you could look at it and say, you know, I'm not scared of anything if I'm a team like LeBron or whatever else. But mm. those are those have been better teams. To your point, those have been better teams than you all season long. They're just inexperienced when it comes to uh, championships won, right. Western Com- Western Conference Finals experience. But they are not weak, man. So. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't take offense at it because I understood what he meant. I just thought again, the boy got offensive because of the way I thought he worded it. That look, right. it's it's as wide open as ever. But five of the best eight teams in the league reside, at least in terms of Vegas and Oz, they they reside in the West. That means that means yeah. the West. You know, again, I saying it's just more spread out now. Mm-hmm. And 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 when Horse and those guys come from a you know this recent era where we've seen the the super teams be the dominant ones. Uh, things are more spread out, and the Grizzlies are certainly right there as a contender, as strong as any team, frankly, in the league, I'd, I'd say. And we are seeing a lot of the narratives about teams. The sweet spots to be in the playoffs today are, in my opinion, uh, two, three, six, and seven. Those are the sweet spots to be. Because at five, you have to play, uh, you're going to have to play Phoenix, right. who now has Kevin Durant back. You don't want any part of that. And then uh, the next round, you'd have to play either Denver. You probably have to play Denver in the, in the next round. So you don't want to be eight because you played Denver. You don't want to play be uh, four or five because you have to play Denver in the next round. Or Fien- or uh, you have to be. You don't want to be five because you either got to play KD this round or you got to play KD. You know in the next round if you're at. Um, if you're at, you get what I'm trying to say, bro. You get the numbers, but yeah, the four, the four, five. You're gonna to have to play uh, Phoenix, and then you're gonna to have to play the Denver Nuggets. You're gonna right. play Denver, yeah. Yes. So that was the spots people are trying to avoid. So I get, I get that part of it. You would rather be in that uh, the bracket that has Denver. I mean, that has uh, the Grizzlies, has Sacramento. If you're one of those teams on the bottom, I get that. But to disrespect and act like those teams at the top shouldn't be there, or like there's weakness at the top, and y'all like got barely got winning records, or you got losing records. It's, it's ridiculous for these teams, for these guys to talk that way, um, for sure. But I get it. and uh, But like I said, I am pulling for, of course, the Grizzlies. I want to see Denver and Sacramento guy in the first round. Let's just make it – let's just anchor in the new era of the NBA where these te- where you see the new young stars in the NBA go get a ch- fight for a championship. That's let, what I would love to see, for sure. Let me ask you one real quick. Do you think that – do you think the Clippers – with and then it sounds like the Paul George thing may be a thing where he doesn't get. But do you think the Clippers in a four or five with Phoenix they get smoked and it's or is that is that a long drawn out series? Yeah, if you Phoenix got healthy, that'd be done. So that's what I'm saying. Why would the Clippers want any part of the five seed at this point, right. especially with six so close? I I would not want to see Phoenix. They're four and zero with Kevin Durant in the lineup. Mm-hmm. I know he had some rust the other night in the home debut, but he was shooting seventy percent in the three games before. Right. I wouldn't want any part of Phoenix if I'm the Clippers. That's a that's a first round exit for sure. Yeah, man, Phoenix is gonna be dangerous. I would love to get them, and I would love to get to the conference finals and take on that Phoenix team. I think that'd be a hell of a conference finals for sure. 
I, and I'll admit, I, I don't want to sound like what uh, LeBron and him are saying, but that Denver team, if if Denver takes on Phoenix in the second round, I think Phoenix is getting Denver about it. I mean, that, that's happening. But that's I'm not going to act like they're just chopped liver. Like, oh, man, I'll just – we come out to play in, you know, we go into the second round. Like, no, nah, man. Like, I'm not going to count those dudes out. Yeah, I mean, I think they're better than that. But I get it. It's, it, it's giving hater to me. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. I, I can't wait till this gets going. It'll, the play-in is going to be super fun. Both games in the West seem like they're going to be super fun, whether it's the Lakers and somebody. Golden State can mess around and be there. You can see teams like uh, Dallas trying to fight to get into the play-in. I think the play-in tournament this year is going to be super exciting. We talked about that last year already. So bring it on. I'm down for it. Um, but, no, nah, you, you target the Grizzlies, you're going to mess around and get get your feelings hurt. Because don't let the – when the Grizzlies feel like they're underdogs, man, that's when they really turn up for sure. So we'll see how it goes. You guys, of course, are listening to Grind Season. We thank you once again uh, on the free Odyssey app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Shout-out to our people. Our loyal viewers on YouTube who are checking us out. We got the fly background. We're gonna add, continue to make enhancements to it. We're gonna crank it up on y'all. I know y'all like that joint. Look like we in a blue bar somewhere with uh a... <laughs> <laughs> I like it though, bro. I like it for sure. Yeah, it looks good, man. As we uh go into our final segment of the show, Dylan Brooks after the game yesterday. I'm not sure who asked the question, but I did see that Drew Hill uh posted it on Twitter. I'm not sure if he asked him the question or not. Um, let me read what that tweet says from uh, Dylan Brooks. Uh, he says he was asked about uh, his pl- pressure going into the playoffs um, this season. And Dylan said, I've got no pressure. Last playoffs, I was injured. Breaking news. Didn't know Dylan Brooks was injured. Did you know Dylan Brooks was injured last year? Jason? Uh, not, not. He was he on the injured with a foot, not with a hamstring. Right. He says, I was playing with a torn hamstring. I left my heart out there and got penalized for it. Uh, we'll talk about what the penalty was. He said he got penalized for it. I found a way to build some confidence towards the playoffs, and I have no pressure. I'm going to knock down shots, play some defense, and get my team right for every battle we're going to have. Dylan, when asked what he means by he got penalized for it, said, I'm going to leave that in the in the rear view. I'm not going to explain myself on that. But that's how I felt. There was a lot of backlash from the media and backlash from people. I've had to deal with it this whole season. Jason Smith, for a quick second, I was like, well, maybe he's talking about the uh, Gary Payton, alleged Gary Payton II. When I say alleged, I mean allegedly Gary Payton II is actually Gary Payton's son, which is another. That's one. That's one alleged thing. Uh, but no, I, I was wondering was he talking about that when he heard him, Gary Payton the second, uh, whoever son that is. Um, I thought he was talking about that, right? And I was like, I think Dylan's talking about the backlash that people had about him, like taking shot, taking too many shots, and blowing game six. And I, I think it was about that. Do you, you agree, right? He's talking about that, right? There, there's no question. That's what he's talking. He's talking about you saying when you said he shot him out of game six, right? That he never should that. He's the one that cost us the series. We still had a chance. He talking about you saying you were the nah, media. A travel team. You, yeah, you, you were the main me. one, so don't be coming here trying to be on a on his on his side now because you was the main one talking about he shot him out the game and shot him eventually, you know, out the playoffs as a result. All the money Dylan Brooks had made me for Dylan the villain merchandise. So what he wants you to know is he took all those shots on a torn hamstring. That what it really was out there was not That's was why he broke. It wasn't nothing but straight heart, and that's all he plays right. with, bro. That's what he wants you to know. Feels oh, like to me, 
Dylan Brooks is getting ready for the open market, man. <laughs> exactly, bro. Yes, man. I'm so glad you said that because there have been people. I saw this narrative going around when the job stuff went down, right? And Dylan just, you know, Dylan just been talking straight out of his ass. Like, yes. Like his lips are straight in his ass. And he's just saying some of the wildest stuff in the world, man. He's like, he said shit about Draymond. He's just saying all kind of crazy shit, right? And people are like, man, I think, I think that Dylan is doing that to be a great teammate. Like he's deflecting stuff off a job. Like, no, man, Dylan sees this as an opportunity to get his over name out there. Do y'all like, understand that Dylan knows that this team tried to go upgrade over top of him yeah. at the trade deadline? Dylan don't care no more, man. And that's right. why he was willing to get that tech at the end of Denver. That's why he was willing to do the thing with Theo Pinson that ultimately got him kicked out for the next game. Dylan Brooks is doing Dylan Brooks right now. I think, he, I think he's marketing himself. I think he's trying to be that next. He realizes that the Patrick Beverly's, the Draymond Greens, those kind of guys are kind of fading out of the league. And for his generation, he can really be that true villain of the NBA. And I got a friend right now, D. Wilkes. You know D. Wilkes, right? Yeah. Coach of FACS basketball team. I called him the other day. He's like, same. Dylan Brooks is my new favorite player in the NBA. And I ain't said that since Kobe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he said, man, I just love him. He's an entertainer, man. He that's, who that, that's who that man thinks he is, is Kobe that's Bryant. What I'm that's and I'm like, bro, I think Dylan is like, I hope the Grizzlies have, I hope the Grizzlies either win a championship and so I won't care either way. Like they got a contingency plan because I really think Dylan Brooks is about to get up out of here. Like, man, he, I'm telling you, man. Did, did you see how many shots he took last night? See, they yeah. love he loves when Desmond Bain or one of those guys is out of that lineup because when, and he, oh, he was getting one, one of those comments he was making saying just talking about you been saying he's been talking wild of late. Number one, he talks about he puts the jaw thing out there first about jaw asking to come off off the bench, but he had also been talking about you know later in his career when he can take more shots. More shots. So after, they played, uh, after they played Dallas, he played Kyrie. You're, you're never taking this many shots, 24 like you did last night or anything mm -hmm. close to that when the Grizzlies have John ja Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson on the floor. You're you're not. The, you're, they they need five to ten from you. And so this dude's already talking about at some point in his career when he might get more right. shots. Well, we know that's not happening anytime soon. And so and that's what the Grizzlies need. And so I just like, listen, I I, I look at it. He, last night he took how many shots? 24 shots. 24 right. wide. Because that man thinks he's Kobe Bryant, man. It all comes back down to <laughs> And listen, here, here's my thing. Because I, when, I, when it happened last night, I thought about you. Because I've been saying the phrase ever since I heard it from you when he did it with Jamal Murray. He put a battery pack in Westbrook last night. 34 years old. Man ain't had a 30 and 10 since 2021. Man. And that talking with Westbrook got him going. And I realized right. Westbrook then is, is he, he takes advantage of job with the screens and everything else. But Dylan's talking is one of the things that got Westbrook going to that throwback game. Right. And let's right. saying the crazy can't be crazy to the point that it hurts your team. Yeah, yep. calculated crazy with a purpose. And listen, that's why he's looked so good against Golden State because the purpose has always been, man, let me get up under their skin, right? Let me, let me and he was great against Draymond Green the last one. Yep. But, and the getting thrown out with the technicals, the Denver thing, all that, that's just Dylan being Dylan when, frankly, yep. he, and, and to me, the concern is it's a Dylan Brooks test to decide, you know what? They've decided ultimately they're ready to move on from me, big picture, and in terms of the reports are going after Mikhail and OG. So you know what? I'm just going to be me, put it all out there on the floor like he loves to right. say, and do my thing the rest of the way. And frankly, 
saying for for the chance this year, the Grizzlies chance this year, which is a special one in a in a West that's wide open. That scares me, a Dylan Brooks that's playing for Dylan Brooks rather than right. for the Grizzlies in these playoffs. Yeah, stay tuned, man. I think I think we are about to see a playoff where Dylan Brooks is, and I think it's gonna be good. I think you're gonna see games where Dylan Brooks I wins work. games for us. But I think you're also gonna see games where Dylan does Dylan type shit, and it's gonna look like, yeah, whatever. And I don't know how this season's gonna end. I think the Grizzlies could do any, literally do anything from get put out in the first round to win the championship. There's a parade in my city. Yeah, like I believe anything, <laughs> I believe anything in between can happen. It really is. It is all like, possible. I, I I literally feel like any of those things can happen. But um, like I said, I hope we win a championship because uh, I just don't think Dylan is going to be back next year. I think he, I think either by signing trade or him just going somewhere on a unrestricted free agent deal, you're going to see Dylan move on. His comments have just been too cryptic. Like he's, he's clearly hinting at something. He's not saying, he's not throwing shade. It's how do you throw shade when you're one of the best teams in the league? But I think Dylan, um, I think Dylan is selling himself. And I think he's trying to adopt that villain role trying to increase his value for the for this summer. I never thought he was doing this to relieve pressure from John Morant. I never bought any of that, man. But um, I'm down for it. Do whatever you got to do, man. If, if it makes you a better player in the playoffs, I'm down for it. And if this is a farewell tour for Dylan Brooks, we've had a ball. Yeah, we've had a ball. It, it, I, I would salute him. I gave him, you know, multiple respect yeah. burgers. And listen, I, I, I hope it makes him money uh, with another yeah. – a lot of money with, an, with another team. But I just think the yeah. question has been answered this season. And I, you know, I could be wrong. You could see Dylan Brooks back next year, and I'd be cool with that too. Just being dead honest with you, uh, Jason Smith, because like I said, basketball is about entertainment. And Dylan Brooks, no matter how you look at him, he's one of the most entertaining dudes in the entire NBA. He came out yesterday in that outfit, and I tweeted out he looks like a freaky, frisky vampire pilgrim. Uh, <laughs> Jason Smith, that's what he's looking like. A vampire. I saw that fool with them uh with them shorts and dress shoes on and yeah, white socks. <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. But bro, uh, like I said, you guys have listened to the Grind Season podcast today with Anthony Sane and Jason Smith. We appreciate you guys tuning in with us. We will see you again next week. Final weeks of the season coming up, Jason Smith. We got we about to cr- crank it to the playoffs, yes, but sir. we know it's gonna be fun. Uh final games wrapping up. The matchups are gonna start making a little more sense. That la- those last games of the season are going to be so fun, so crucial. The ratings are going to be going through the, the roof because all those games are going to matter so much. Very little difference between the teams at the at the bottom of the playoff race uh, trying to get into the play-in. And the Grizzlies will be seeing who they will be playing very soon. But we're about to slide out of here. We appreciate you guys again for listening, subscribing, uh, sharing, watching on YouTube. We thank you guys. For Jason Smith, this is Anthony Sane, and keep grinding.